Hey, guess what? No, not chicken butt. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor. With the free Anchor app, you can make your very own podcast. It's time to get talking. Find out how to get started with Anchor later in our episode. Welcome back to the Modern Fedora Podcast, home of the self-appointed experts, because we actually are not qualified for anything we do here. Anyway, I am Dominic. And I am Jaden. And today we have a very unexpected show for you all. Would you like to explain what inspired the uh, following insanity? Okay, so the other day, we asked Jaden's siblings if they had any ideas for a podcast episode because they're good at coming up with ideas. And let me just say the results were very unexpected. It was madness, to say the least. We got something about crab fishers and orange crocodile and changing rock, paper, scissors. So. And don't forget the thing about turtles. Right, the turtles. Don't forget the turtles. Anyways, that was awesome, and while we enjoyed reading that very much so, um, we actually might read that to you guys sometime. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. we'll see what happens. But for today, I thought, why not talk about unexpected things, hit you all with the same reaction that we had earlier. Yes. We guarantee you won't expect whatever's coming. No, you will not. Well... That's all. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Modern Fedora podcast. Don't forget to wear a fedora. <laughs> Just kidding. We're still here. Oh, I was already like ready to leave, packing my stuff up and all. <laughs> Sit down. Okay, let's just start before Jaden leaves. Have you ever found something unexpected? Mm, this podcast good point many people have found some pretty whack things my mom found worms in a frozen burrito one time that's disgusting 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 and unexpected so are you ready to go treasure hunting yeah let me go get my shovel sweet it is time for you found what and you can start us off with some unexpected finds Let's see what we find. <laughs> All right. We found the internet. <laughs> we found the internet. <laughs> but that was unexpected. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. All right. So first we have, it, this happened in 1978. So two kids were digging in the ground in their backyard, like kids do. <laughs> As kids do. <laughs> Especially in 1978. <laughs> Not too yeah. much else. I think that's like a worldwide child experience, though. Yeah. Like, just, you know, 
doing stuff in the backyard, dig some holes, get in trouble you for it dig, later. Yeah, you got to <laughs> dig at least one hole. Yeah. All right. So this I, this was in Los Angeles. And while they were digging, they stumbled upon a Ferrari Dino 246 GTS. Like a full Ferrari? A full Ferrari. A full car. Just, you know, big <laughs> hole. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the police excavated the car and they determined it had been stolen. The theft oh. and the burial that followed were probably part of an insurance scam. Wow. The Ferrari was handed over to the insurance company and then sold at an auction. Hmm. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's if you're trying to pull off an insurance scam, there's a lot easier ways that you could have disposed with this car. Because they obviously weren't planning on using it again. I mean, they buried it. So it's not like they were like, oh, let's be safe. We might need it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that the car would be like fine to just use after being buried in the dirt for a while. Yeah. you'd ha- yeah. It takes a major fixing up. I will say to all our listeners out there that cannot see the pictures that we have, it looks like they're using some sort of white ropes to pull it out Mm -hmm. but from the black and white pictures that we have honestly it looks like toilet paper it looks like this (laughs) car is in a big pit of sewage (laughs) it really really does Um, (laughs) it looks nasty (laughs) pretty gross and you can just tell that this car is covered like the windows look so destroyed yeah dirty all fogged over yeah well, disgusting. Pretty unexpected, you know. Yeah, I hope you didn't buy that at an auction. Digging up a dinosaur from your backyard, <laughs> a dino. <laughs> Digging up a dino. All right, let's move on to our next one. This next one take uh, comes to us from Argentina. Jose found a prehistoric armadillo shell in near his farm and. This thing is huge. Like, when I say armadillo shell, it's not like the size of a football. This thing is bigger than the dude. He could probably live inside of it. That would be He probably could live inside it. Yeah, he thought it was actually a giant dinosaur egg, which it definitely looks like a dinosaur egg, like 100% dragon egg just sitting there. But it turned out it was the shell of a glyptodon, which is a prehistoric armadillo the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Wow. That's a really big armadillo. <laughs> That's a big armadillo. And it had a hole in it that they say was probably made from another glyptodon. They were like fighting and this guy got the well, short I end of the stick. One lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next one. I mean, I guess this isn't like totally unexpected. It'd be like, you know, buried treasure. So this is treasure medieval treasure. Ooh, oh. fancy, right? Oh. I mean, it's kind of like it'd be unexpected, but then you'd be like, oh, I guess this is like, you know, buried treasure, whatever. Treasure comes from the ground. Makes sense. Treasure comes from the ground. Everyone knows this. Leaves come from trees. (laughs) Treasure comes from the ground. Wow, we found a wild treasure patch. (laughs) Why do you think people like gardening so much? I mean, and then you find some treasure just growing out in the wild. Yep. Sometimes it just comes out like there'll be like a ring on your plant that you grew. You know, <laughs> anyway, Logical. in 2007, Andreas K. from Austria found a whole treasury in his backyard. 
There were about 200 jewelry items, such as rings, brooches, buckles, and silver platters. Wow. The man put it... The man put it all into a box and carried the fortune into his cellar, forgetting about it for two years. Which, how do you forget about 200 jewelry items you found in your backyard? I'll save this for a rainy day. (laughs) Yeah. He only remembered it when he decided to move house. When experts assessed the jewelry, they determined it was about 650 years old. He ended up giving it all to the local museum as a gift. That's nice. I'm glad he did that. Yeah, that is nice. I mean, I probably would have kept some for myself if it were if it were me. Like I'll donate some, well, but like it's ancient jewelry. Don't you want to like wear it or give I it would've... to a friend or something? I don't yeah, know. or an heirloom. Yeah. I would have probably kept a little bit, but obviously he wasn't too attached to it because he forgot about it for two years. He must just be happy and content with where he is in life. <laughs> He's already a millionaire. I bet I bet the museum would have paid for it. <laughs> Do they usually pay for stuff that they get? I Unless don't know. it's donated? If, if they really want it, maybe. Interesting question. Huh. Okay. Next up we have meteorites. And hmm. six of them, in fact. This man from Bosnia didn't even have to search. For these meteorites because all six of them fell directly onto his porch despite wow. all of the mathematical predictions they just boop right on his porch he attracts meteorites i guess i guess so <laughs> uh yeah so scientists checked into this they confirmed it these are actual meteorites and they think it's because of magnetic activity around this dude's house is what's causing it to you know come in but just to be safe he recently decided to reinforce his roof with steel bars not that you think a meteorite falling in a house is going to stop at a steel bar personally no (laughs) (laughs) no i don't (laughs) this is like a space rock (laughs) i mean it'd be really funny if it was legit just this guy somehow attracting meteorites like Say he moves so that he's safer, and then all of a sudden they start coming there instead. Yeah. (laughs) Dude gets taken by the government, brought to Area 51. Yeah. (laughs) Meteorites crush it. (laughs) (laughs) That means if a giant meteorite is ever hurtling at the Earth, all you have to do is launch this guy away from Earth, and he'll just whoop, take it away. Maybe that's why meteorites even come to Earth, is this dude. Yeah, that's that's not right. Man, all his fault. It's all his fault. Okay. Next, we have a perfectly preserved bomb shelter. This is interesting. Mm. Okay. So, when Chris and Colleen... I'm not going to attempt this last name. Anyway, they bought a house in California... And they knew about an anti-radiation bomb shelter that was in the backyard built during the Cold War. Mm -hmm. An engineer who lived in the house previously constructed it for himself. So they knew it was going to be there, you know. But you probably don't really expect something built during the Cold War to be preserved. still. (laughs) 
anyway, because it was, you know, 50, 50 years later, they thought nothing would be left. But they couldn't have been more wrong because it was in perfect mm. condition, complete with paper towels, sleeping pills, tin cans, coffee, books, and magazines. And wow. there's pictures of this place, and it's, like, everything's still perfectly in order as well. Like, like someone had I- just left it yesterday type of... I might just live down there. Just going to go to California and move into their well, bomb shelter? That would be a little creepy. But I Are mean, you going like, to pay rent? <laughs> <laughs> if this was my house, this would probably be my my little cave, my podcasting room. Podcast station? Could yeah. you get internet down there, though? That's the, the podcast bunker. That's a good question. I'd probably have to, like, old-fashioned Ethernet cable it. Yeah. That'd be a hassle. Ew, boring. How old-fashioned uh, Ethernet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next, we have a tunnel to a pyramid. That's not usually where tunnels go, but um, one I of the mean, residents. Where do you where do tunnels usually go? <laughs> to China. <then? laughs> to China. <laughs> right. You dig straight down. <laughs> straight down out the other side. Welcome to China. That's how that works. Yeah. It's not like Australia's on the other side or anything. <laughs> no. No. Or you Nobody know you can dig, dig through. Dig through solid heat. (laughs) (laughs) Solid heat. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So one of the residents of El Aranea village near the legendary Giza Plateau in Egypt was just, you know, digging in his backyard as one does. Just Mm -hmm. digging a random hole. Stumbled upon a mysterious tunnel. A mysterious tunnel, right? Yeah. Red flag number one. Follows the tunnel and finds it's a (laughs) hidden passage to the largest and oldest of the three Giza pyramids, the Great Pyramid of Khufu. Interesting. Yeah. This tunnel is actually described in history by Herodotus, the ancient Greek historian who'd visited Egypt. So it's legit. And why this dude was just digging for tunnels in his backyard, we do not know. Maybe he was digging for treasure. Because treasure does grow in the ground. I mean, everyone knows that treasure grows in the ground. So yeah, that's probably what he was looking for. And, you know, the biggest treasure of all is tunnels. Scary tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I love the fact that he just went in it. Yeah. Like, he just, it's like, oh, I found mysterious tunnel let's just follow this and hope it doesn't collapse on me see yeah. where it goes type of thing because the kind of tunnel that we're talking about here is like ancient egypt tunnel so it's a it's a dirt hole there's no support beams it's a circular cavern of dirt yeah this isn't like a, a tunnels you would find now that are built out of like concrete and those still collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't go in mysterious. Don't go in mysterious tunnels that you find in your backyard, even if they do lead to a great pyramid. Best to just yeah. call someone and have tunnel experts <laughs> come and investigate the tunnel. Call Herodotus. <laughs> he's around. Yeah, he's still around. <laughs> he's... Oh my gosh. So next we have one of the biggest hidden treasuries in u.s history Hmm. crazy right 
So in 2013, a married couple found hidden treasure while walking their dog in their own backyard. They saw a rusty box sticking out from the ground and found gold coins inside. Eight more boxes were dug up full of coins minted from 1847 to 1894. And the value of these was $27,980. Wow, that's a lot. Perfectly preserved coins. Some of them apparently never even used. So this isn't the treasure that Nicolas Cage found? No, this is not national treasure. Oh, okay. It wasn't it wasn't national, it was local treasure. Yeah. Yeah. They Honestly, they sold most of the coins at an auction, which like same. Yeah. I would do the same thing. For sure. For sure. Honestly, I'm kinda disappointed that the value is only like almost twenty eight thousand. Like I would have expected that to be way higher. I guess it's because they weren't like pirate doubloons. Well the thing is, coins. I think that's what the value was, I believe, of them. Because it says that the total value is about ten million. Oh, now. Oh, I just don't pay attention. Yeah. So okay. back then it would have been twenty seven thousand. Now it's ten million. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll take ten mil. That's 10 that's million. a nice small number, you know. Ten mil, yeah. Pretty yeah, nice even. Small. Yeah. Keep it low. <laughs> I want to brag. Well, well, no one knows how these boxes happen to be in their backyard, but you know. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage personally <laughs> delivered these coins it's to like their backyard. <laughs> DoorDash, but it's Nicholas Cage putting, digging Cage dash. holes in your yard and burying treasure from <laughs> the 1840s. Yeah, this treasure looks like coins sitting in poop. Yeah. To be totally honest. It it really does, but you know, it's, it's probably just mud. Probably. Mud and rust and coin juice. Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever uh, coin juice is. Yeah. Don't taste coin juice. Probably tastes disgusting. No, don't lick <laughs> coins. <laughs> if you take one lesson <laughs> from this episode, don't lick coins, kids. We don't need a second pandemic. <laughs> One from the 1840s. Yeah, it just been sticking around this whole time. All right. Uh, this brings us to our last one. We have dinosaur remains. This time, not a Ferrari. This one is an actual dinosaur. In 1997, Lovely. John Lambert from England decided he's going to build a fence around his house. He was digging, hit a large bone in his shovel, didn't pay much attention, took it to his barn, forgot about it for measly 16 years. Then in 2013, he finally built his fence. No, I'm kidding. He finally <laughs> brought the bone to specialists who appraised it, and it turned out it was a bone of a Pleosaurus, which is a giant sea serpent that inhabited the Earth, they say, 60 to 250 million years ago. Wow. I, I love the fact that he just didn't really feel concerned about a bone that he found in his backyard yeah a giant bone might i add i was gonna say there's like a few things we have to dissect about this he left the bone for 16 years which red flag number one then also they say it's a pleosaurus which they say is a sea serpent i'm looking at this picture this does not look like a sea serpent to me it's a giant sea serpent it's a giant dinosaur sea Mm. serpent it looks more like a crocodile fish thing mm, it's a crocodile shark croc a shark it's a 
Crack-a-shark. Crack-a-shark. Serpent. <laughs> it's, it's that, yeah. And also, <laughs> don't you... Do you think that 60 to 250 million years is, like, a big window? Yeah, that is a large... <laughs> area to cover that's a lot of years in between I mean, 60 and 250 yeah. million i don't understand exactly how dinosaur dating uh works but dinosaur big, dating yeah it's not what it sounds like dinosaur dating you know they use uh dating Match. app com. for dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> match.com this guy died like 60 million years ago oh <laughs> my bad would you like to date a dinosaur shark serpent from um, <laughs> 60 to 250 shark. million years ago? We we don't know. <laughs> Make you a dating profile for this, <laughs> for <Yeah>. this creature. <laughs> oh my All right. <laughs> well, that's that on that. Yeah, we encourage you all to start digging up your yards. Never know what you'll find. Yes. Totally unrelated note. The Modern Fedora podcast is not responsible for any landscaping fees incurred. Dig responsibly, folks. Yes. Put down the shovel. Stop being angry. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to our next segment. And there will definitely not be an ad in this break. Hey, look at that. There was an ad. That was unexpected. Okay, anyways, have you ever heard something that sounded way too bizarre to actually be true? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, the other day, I heard somebody say that I was terrifying, and I was like, what? Nah. Who would think you're terrifying? (laughs) I don't know who would say that. Anyway, yeah, here's some facts that make you say, what? So let's get right into it. Let's dive right in. All right. Our first weird fact, and I'm just probably going to blow your mind because these blew my mind. First one is flamingos bend their legs at the ankle, not the knee. And I know what you're saying. You're like, Dominic, but their big fat knee is right there. Bends backwards. No, that is an ankle, my friends. These birds are walking around on their tiptoes. Bending their only their ankles and not their knees. Apparently, their knees are higher and covered by their feathers. That's so. I'm like my mind is blown. I don't even know what to say yeah. to this. That's that just creeps me out. Like I, I will never figured... be able to look at a flamingo in the same way again. That's their foot. That whole don't... bottom is their foot. Yeah. So that like the their toes are like the very tips of their toes. That's so wacky that's so wacky and and weird birds aren't like flamingos aren't the only birds with backwards legs right i don't think so i don't know so does that mean that i'm not like a bird expert does that mean all birds only bend their ankles all birds walk on their tiptoes they have big foot like just giant feet and like it just messes with me man i don't know how i feel about that i don't like it let's let's continue before yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's flamingos moving on Okay, moving on from that, we have Mm -hmm. ice pops. Everybody Mm -hmm. likes ice pops, right? If you don't, then you're wrong. Really sad for you, but you are. Breaking news, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, 
Apparently, ice pops were invented by an 11-year-old by accident. Hmm. Interesting fact there. So in 1905, an 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson left soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer still in the cup. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so the Epsicle was born. The Epsicle. The Epsicle. You know, like from his last name, Epperson. Not very original, but okay. Well, he was 11, so, you know. True. He's already doing more with his life than I did, so. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah, a lot of you? kids that age, it's like, you, they have a stuffed animal, it's like a stuffed panda, and they name it Panda. Mm-hmm. Or Pandy. <laughs> <laughs> so very for his age. Anyway, yeah. he sold the treat around his neighborhood and a nearby amusement park and even patented the recipe. <laughs> I'm I'm betting he had right. some parents help for some of this. Yeah, the recipe is juice plus cold. There you go. Juice plus cold. Yep. That's it. Pretty complicated. Anyway, years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what his kids called their pops concoction. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. That's like a cute it's little cute. name for it. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, if you guys would like to learn more about the Epsicle and the birth of the Popsicle, we actually talked about it in one of our episodes. I believe it's number 27, Invention Convention. We go more in depth in this. So if you'd like, if you're a Popsicle enthusiast, maybe go check that out. Yes. All you, all you Popsicle enthusiasts out there, I'm sure yeah. that there has to be some of you. Although if you're already a Popsicle enthusiast, you probably already know all about Frank Epperson. Yeah, probably. And there's nothing more otherwise, we can really tell you. Yeah, otherwise, how can you call yourself a popsicle enthusiast? Right. You're not a real popsicle enthusiast. We're we're gatekeeping the popsicle <laughs> community now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess we'll move on. Next one, sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins. Why? Yeah. Let it digest for a moment. I'm just trying to like wrap my brain around why the fact that they need to. Why do sloths need to? Can they even swim? Can sloths Sloth? even swim with those arms? So sloths can swim, but they usually get eaten because sloths are not good at living. So <laughs> they really aren't. <laughs> they're not. But by slowing their heart rate, sloths can hold their breath for up to 40 minutes. Dolphins can only do it for about 10. So... <laughs> Big difference. Unfortunately, they'll probably never get to use it. Yeah. Well, I mean, sloths are just really slow in general, and dolphins are really fast in general. So maybe it's like kind of the same. Yeah. For like dolphin time versus sloth time. That's that's a good point because the sloths are slowing their heart rates, where dolphins are going high speed. Yeah. Catching fish. So or whatever if you put them do. at the same speed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing a sloth, like, motoring through the water. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that'd be terrifying. A dolphin just (laughs) going in slow motion. (laughs) Yeah. The jumps out of the water, but still slow somehow. How is that working? Defying gravity (laughs) for 20 (laughs) solid minutes. (laughs) Okay. Next, we have a woman who was elected to Congress before women's suffrage. 
Now, this is interesting because I don't remember actually learning about this in history class. Yeah, me neither. But as we all know, American women were given the right to vote in 1920. But Jeanette Rankin became the first woman in the U.S. federal office in 1916. So four years before women even had the right to vote. That's quite a bit of years before. Good for her, I guess. I just... That's... Really, I'd be oddly in- odd, but interesting. That yeah, we, I'd be we never curious learned how this. that. I'm curious how that happened. Me too. Well, you know, something we'll have to do more research on. I guess if you really want to learn more, maybe we can feature it in a later episode. Just let us know. Yes, you have to let us know. Otherwise, it'll never happen. Yeah, it's the the brutal truth. We'll just do our own research. Yeah, on our own time. <laughs> Okay, moving on. This one destroyed my childhood. Actually, lots of things do. But anyway, <laughs> Fruit Loops are all the same flavor. There's no point eating around the purple one, eating around the green one, only eating the orange ones, whatever you like. They're all fruit colored. Like, they all taste the same. This is just really odd because you think that, like, purple equals grape. Mm-hmm. Green is, like, Green apple or something. I don't know. Well, Red, I mean, strawberry, now, yellow. Makes sense. Yeah, but like, what do they qualify as fruit flavor? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is, is fruit? fruit? <laughs> I mean, we have we have blue ones, like really bright blue. Is that Obviously, blue that's blue raspberry. Everyone knows that that's a natural fruit that people. <laughs> right, find. right. Blue raspberries. I saw some of those in my yard the other day. They were frolicking. Yeah. Right. As Some of these blue are yellow, do. Like lemon. What do you think people would actually appreciate lemon Fruit Loops? I feel like that'd be just, you know, a real kick. <laughs> just eating it and all of a sudden it's suddenly lemon. Wakes you up in the morning. You're like, oh! Just punches you in the face. Yeah. What if these are all just apple shades? Like they weren't even like green apple, red apples, slightly yellow apples. Blue apples, purple apples. Blue apples, purple onions. <laughs> now that'd They're be a vegetable. Kick. These are vegetable flavors, not actually fruit flavors. Yeah, you fruit got your broccoli, and... you got your yeah. red pepper, you got your what's a blue vegetable? <laughs> um I I want to go with that one. Yellow could be yellow could be regular onion because regular onions kind of got a yellow tint to it, and then purple could be purple cabbage. Hmm. And then I guess blue, <laughs> blue is still blue raspberry. <laughs> I guess the blue there's some varieties of asparagus that could be blue. Okay, so blue asparagus. There you go, Fruit Loops. That is your next. Yeah, Fruit Loops and Veg Loops, <laughs> and they're very nutritious. <laughs> That'd be so gross. especially if you still put it in milk like maybe if you're just eating it plain it'd be kind of like vegetable crisps hearty yeah the greens are actually wasabi (laughs) you're just really trying to go for that like (laughs) punch there and something (laughs) yeah okay i think we have talked about we've killed fruit loops a little bit all right (laughs) next we have supermarket apples now, the weird fact about this is they can actually be up to a year old. Yuck. Yeah. So those 
fresh apples in air quotes. You can't see me, but I am doing air quotes around fresh apples. Um, they're not necessarily fresh. Uh, they're usually picked between August and November, covered in wax, hot air dried, and then sent into cold storage. After 6 to 12 months, they finally land on your grocery store shelves. That's disgusting. That's why they tell you to wash your apples, though. You know, get that yeah. wax off. Well, I mean, it makes sense because, obviously, apples don't grow all year round. Right. So, but it's, it's still weird to think that you bite into an apple because some people, like, bite into a store-bought apple. And they're like, oh, this is so fresh. It's so crisp. It's like, actually, it's like a year old, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting to uh, learn. I don't really eat apples all that much, actually. Yeah. Like, when we go apple picking, I will. But I'm not just going to buy apples unless I'm making apple well, pie. Again, apple picking, you're picking the apples fresh, not a year old. Yeah. And then you can really say, wow, these are so fresh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just and like that. With worms. <laughs> mm, yummy. Yummy protein. Okay. <clears throat> Next, we have the fact that it's impossible to hum while holding your nose. Did you just test it? Now, of course, we're we're gonna test it because we have to test it for science purposes. Yeah. So, uh, you want to go first? Uh, try this. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it until your mouth fills with air. okay well i guess that this is a true fact um yeah i really thought this was like a total made-up one not gonna lie yeah i guess normally when you hum air actually escapes your nose though you don't detect it because it's so soft air escapes and that's what creates the sound so if you're holding it shut there's no way for sound to come out because all the air is trapped that's so and weird. you end up just blowing up your cheeks and making a weird suffocating noise. Well, I mean, I guess if you ever want someone to stop humming. <laughs> just grab their nose. Just grab their nose. <laughs> <laughs> <It's so crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next interesting fact is actually mm-hmm. one that I've heard before. Yeah, me too. So... This is about octopus. Everybody likes octopi, right? Okay, is it octopuses or octopi? Because I, really I swore say octopi. It was octopi. I swore. But this it was says octopuses. I know. Let me just. I I feel betrayed by the internet. Grammatically speaking, the plural for octopus is octopuses. What? As the Merriam-Webster dictionary points out, people use three different terms. However, octopi, octopuses, and octopods. Octopod. While octopi has become popular in modern usage, it's wrong. What? Dang. What? I feel like this is something I was taught in school. I swore it was octopi. This is the most unexpected fact of this little piece here. Okay, well, octopuses have three hearts. Okay, so everybody at home, 
octopuses. Get that word in your mind. Octopi is the word of yesterday. We don't. That's illegal now, apparently. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. The grammar police said no. <laughs> yeah, you can get corrected. Don't go to an aquarium and say octopi because, you know, those aquarium dudes are going to tackle you. <laughs> those octopuses are going to get really offended and just, you know, break out of their glass yeah. homes. What happened to the octopods? You said that was one of the options. But yeah, I octopods. I've never, heard I've never heard octopods, but I feel like that's that what you would like call a pod of octopus. Yeah. Well, octopuses. octopuses octopuses i don't like what do that. you call what do you call a, a group of octopuses an octopod there you go there we go learn an octopodcast an octopodcast <laughs> it's because all of us have three hearts all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> okay next one is wasabi most of wasabi paste isn't real wasabi i knew this too this is because mm-hmm. wasabi is very expensive so most companies use horseradish that's why yeah they take horseradish put a little green dye bada bing bada boom wasabi for americans i feel like you should just like say it's horseradish yeah because yeah like people will still eat it yeah what's interesting though is that real wasabi is actually milder than horseradish well i feel like that's the reason like well, one, it's really expensive, but also us uncultured people are probably like, yeah, wasabi's got me super hot. And then to find out it's not really hot, it's probably the real stuff that people are like, well, this isn't real. It's it's mild. Yeah. <laughs> well, Why was this $10? If you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. So you're you not that cool. You away the real stuff. <laughs> you're not that cool for getting wasabi on your sushi because it's not even real wasabi. Ha ha. All right, so next we have, this has to do with photos. You know, when you're taking a selfie and you're like, say cheese. Did you know that people used to say prunes when having their pictures taken instead of cheese? That's weird. So in the 1840s, a uh, big cheesy grin was seen as childish. (laughs) So one London photographer told people to say prunes to keep their mouths taut. So it's kind mm. of like say prunes and the look you get is kind of like a prunes. the the fish. It's not very flattering. Lips. You know like how people do now like the <laughs> selfie. You can't even yeah. see. I I did the face. You can't even see me. <laughs> <laughs> you could picture it in your mind. Yeah. You know, you know what it is. The the classic 2010 yeah. selfie face. I feel like we should start doing this. Just like, say prunes. Say prunes. I feel like, like you, you get a lot to... of confused faces for that. Yeah. You, just get a, like, you, don't a e- you don't even have to do the prunes face. Just yell, say prunes, and see what people do. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm going to take pictures from now on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is our last one for the day. In the Philippines, McDonald's serves spaghetti interesting i don't think i'd hate that sometimes you know you want some spaghetti stat so you go get your fast food spaghetti what would this be called though like mcgetty (laughs) mcgetty i don't know interesting uh 
Yeah, the pasta comes with a beef tomato sauce and a piece of McDew fried chicken. That doesn't sound that bad, though. It doesn't. Some fried can chicken. We call it, can we call it spaghetti if it's just pasta sauce and fried chicken? Sounds a little weird, but you know. Because, like, where's the meatballs? Ah. I, don't know. I don't know. Hey, they got spaghetti at McDonald's. Good for them. Go to the Philippines just to get spaghetti from McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think all I can say to sum that up is good to know. Good to know. Yep, we know now. Um, We are the same people we were before. We just uh, know some more things. Yeah, more you know. I'd say I didn't expect most of these, but I guess that was kind of the whole point. So Yeah, let's just let's just move on. complete contradiction to our entire episode we expected this time to come it is time for the end are we sure this is the real end i think so i mean i guess we'll see yeah i I guess so uh thanks to everyone who is listening today if wow i messed that up try that again thank you to everyone who is listening today you are great we love you. We appreciate you. If you don't mind, please take a moment to leave a review on our podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, or I think you can rate us on Spotify. I know you used to be. Uh, whatever. Uh, if you do write a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on our next show. And if you like words, check out our blog written by moi. It is uploaded every Friday and add some extra info into the topic of the week. You can find it at modernfedora.simplesite.com and the links are in the description. Alrighty, we will catch you guys later. Don't forget to wear a fedora.
goodness, that works. <laughs> that scared me half to death. <laughs>